Back to Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman. back inside the huddle brought to you by the advanced medical imaging 7601 pioneers boulevard and take care of all your pain needs give you a, a unique and clear game plan to uh some relief they've helped me out tremendously and i appreciate their uh help and support uh the second segment we're going to look at uh the defense and the the players of the game i was going to try to pick one but i think that there's some guys that act you know i think this was a game where guys had to step up right where you think singleton is out for a significant time Luke Reimer's out for to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had um, Cam Linhart, who played, but obviously is not healthy. So, and he's been gone, right? And so then you had to move a whole bunch of guys around to fill in for Luke Reimer. You had to have uh, position guys around in the back end to fill the loss of uh, Singleton, right? You had Phelan Sanford uh, step in and start. Then you kind of look like they moved Hartsog to more of a nickel kind of safety position. And then Tommy Hill had to go in. And so uh, the first guy that jumped off, obviously, I think uh, Isaac Gifford played well. You know, he had eight tackles and a tackle for loss, and he was pretty active, right? Three pass breakups. That's a pretty good – I mean, that's not pretty good. That's a heck of a day at the office, mm-hmm. considering that he probably went from the rover to a post-safety, vice versa. But give it up to him, you know, where played a little bit last year, played different roles, um, was patient. It's been patient. You got to think how his journey was. He should have been a scholarship athlete. They asked him to walk on, put his nose to the ground, and 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 I'll beat out some guys and outperform guys. And now here he is. He's a big factor in defense because he can do multiple things. And then you have um, give Phelan Stanford. He didn't look out of place. He made some plays right. Made a four big huge force fumble. Uh, they got get, went popped in right to Tommy Hill. Mm-hmm. Game changing play. Stop a momentum. He steps up. So there's two guys that really need to step up for different reasons. One that's been playing, had to play a different position. One guy that hadn't been playing, you got to start. That's a different – and also didn't take a uh, step back on special teams for Sanford. He's in there. Um, and then I want to give it up to uh, Jamari Butler, right? One and a half sacks, uh, two, one and a half tackles for losses. Very active. Has been – ever since he's came back, I think he's had a sack a game. So he's approaching four sacks already. Mm-hmm. Uh, active, strong. Um, dependable and has really settled down that position. He kind of plays defensive end, Jack, wherever they want, and he's really stepped up. He's a guy that, you know, you got to think he was in the portal and probably on his way down to, you know, Columbia, Missouri, I think. Um, Matt Rules, you know, saw the potential in him, I'm assuming, and wanted to have a conversation with him when he came back. And I was happy because I wanted him to stay because I know why he was frustrated. You know, they brought in um, – uh, what's the dude that came in from TCU last year? Uh, didn't do anything. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, give me one second. I'll get it. Yeah, the, I know. That, that I, lets you know it. how bad he was. He didn't yeah. do anything, but he came in, and then Jamari had to, um, you know, play second fiddle and didn't get as much, didn't get to develop, so a lot of pressure was on him, and and you know he stepped up to the plate. So, you know, you wonder how you're able to find ways to, you know eke out an ugly win that's it and then you got to give it up Quentin Newsom, right got his first interception 40 yard return it's been close multiple times I mean he had the great um interception that you know got called out which was a couple weeks ago so you know it was coming right mm-hmm. and so those guys that you know and all of the guys that played well but you want to give them um you know their their kudos because they really step up and then you got like secondary players like Javen Wright Nash Hutmiker um that have really you know kind of been bright spots the whole defense has been bright um to the point that where um you have multiple guys playing the list of guys that get in games and make 
you know, a tackle or a play is a lot longer than it had been in previous years. So that, you know, that's credit to the coaching staff, the players and the whole thing that mm-hmm. they got going on over there. And then that's also Oshawn Mathis. Oshawn Mathis, yep. right. That's TCU. Ed. Yeah. And then also for special teams, Taggy, number 56. No, granted, it's the number that he's wearing, right? 56. Mm-hmm. He's a dude that's you. He's a program build dude, and he came in. He's coming in, undersized linebacker, fast, nasty. Obviously, he's got a little bit of family heritage with the last name Taggy, and has embraced his role as a backup linebacker, coverage linebacker at times last year, and a special teams guy. And who was right there on the fumble on kickoff? Him. Mm-hmm. No, so so very easy when when there's so many k- kicks that go out of the end zone, you could jog down there. He's going 100 miles an hour. You play hard, good things happen to you. And so those like four or five guys, and there's a lot more, um, definitely deserve um to be highlighted because they were they played a big role in uh Nebraska being able to, you know, pull out this game. I thought Prince Wall played yes. pretty well too. Yeah, he and has, that that I was happy because Matt Rule kept talking about that. Right. Like this is a guy, uh, and you kinda of talked about Butler, but you put Prince Wall at that jack position, too? that frees Butler up a right. little bit and you can move him around. Right. We've seen he can be an explosive, dynamic playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. So you can keep the defense guessing where he's going to line up. Right. Like I, that's where I was at because those two together, if those guys are both playing well, those are guys that can wreak havoc on that defense. Yeah, and you know what's funny is Prince is like long. He don't even know anything. He just out there, just <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He yeah. out there just playing. Yeah. And you know he's got that build kind of like Chandler Jones. You know what I mean? And where you're long, he's strong. That he's stronger than he looks. Wiry, but he's quick and. He's kind of slithery, you know. Mm-hmm. You know when he gets inside, a little bit like I want to say like Javen Wright, but kind of like same, slithery, but yeah, same not a, a little stronger, right? A little so, stronger, yeah, way, yeah, a little bit more, you know, naturally stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Jamari Butler that gives you position flexibility, and both of them are are making plays, so they're exceeding in their roles, right? And so that can build depth, and so you know you could eventually could, you know, move MJ Sherman. You're able to move Makai. Uh, uh, Gobert, you know, to the inside linebacker. MJ Sherman could be a possibility. Then you're allowed to do more things with John Bullock, and you're able to do things with Nick uh, Henrich. Then uh, he was pretty active. I want to give him props. He had a tackle for loss and, and played well. So you're able to build depth by allowing your young guys to do things that they're naturally good at, and that's what you. That's what a coach and a coaching staff is supposed to do, and that's what Tony White's done. Is it perfect? No. Is there a lot of improvement that needs to be done? Sure. But it's a great way to go into bye week to be able to have things that you've done well and, some, and things that you didn't do well. You can always refer back to that Michigan game. And then they're able to actually take that Sunday practice as something that they wanted to replicate into the game situation. So um, they have some checkpoints that can keep them in check, but then also motivate them, and especially on the defense and special teams. And and they've done a pretty good, a really good job of exceeding expectations. And then uh, offensively, you know, um, you know, you could easily be Heinrich Harburg or like, you know, or somebody like that. But I want Thomas Fedoni. Um, you know, for the last two years, he's he's had some unfortunate injuries, you know, in practice, you know, never in the game. So you you know, first of all, to be steadfast, motivated, confident in yourself, to keep hitting the rehab and the reset button. Probably could have played some last year. Um, then you get back for spring and they hold you about a little bit. Every week he's getting better and better. You want to give him his props, man. I mean, listen, I know, um, you know, he kind of put himself out there on Twitter what his long-term goals are, and, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that. But, 
you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at what he's doing on the field. They're targeting more. He got six targets. You know, that's the quarterback's best friend. He caught three of them. Big pass, you know, uh, with the 21-yarder. Kind of soften the defense up and kind of give the, you know, quarterback confidence. So, you know, for him, you want to give props because it t- the mental toughness that it takes to come back from two injuries as a young player that hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. And to every week he's getting better. Every, I mean, the first couple games, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be there. Then as he started to play, you start to see some more. And it's in, and he's getting better and better. And along with Borkature, um, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to, you know, be a decent little duo. And if they can create a, a common, you know, kind of a connection with uh, Harburg, you can see this offense hopefully take off. So those are my kind of like players of the games, guys I want to highlight. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Harburg played good. I think he played a little bit better. You know, the passing, he, he oh. the passing and the, and for him, He's doing a lot of things good. He's winning, right? He's physical. He's tough with the ball. We, we got to get a little bit better. Illinois, you know, that's Jim Leonard up there ran a couple of different coverages on you. Got and that's what you expect with a young quarterback. But we got to get those fundamentals uh, under wraps, young man. Mm-hmm. He's got to work on that touch pass and that option game yeah. a little bit. The option game is 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 crucial. That's a feel thing. So I'm not it, gonna like say, say you know he's he's just bad at but, it. I but do think that it, just takes time. To, it's a it's a rep rep mm-hmm. rep rep. And watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Mental note, mental note, mental note. And and be willing to make mistakes in practice. Yep. Go full speed, right? The passing has to do with fundamentals. And when you watch him warm up before the game, he don't do this. I think he just get he's just in the mode, get the job done. But that's where the touch is so sporadic. Mm-hmm. That's where the inaccuracy is so sporadic. He's a big, strong kid that doesn't use his big base and strong legs to to uh, be more accurate and to play the position of quarterback better. There's some things that he does, like getting the ball out at different angles and getting the ball. He has a good – Yeah, nice sidearm to Fedoni, the guy we were just calling out later. Like right. he, That was a big, you know, big move play. the chains, get right. the first down. He has arm strength, though. Mm-hmm. And so – and plus, let's, let's also be realistic about him. He was a second-team quarterback that was in the second – at the beginning of the season, you didn't even know if he was second team because remember Matt Rule, it was, they had Chubba Purdy kind of over him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's your second or third team quarterback going into the season. And somebody that potentially was doing a position change. I mean, he played tight end the first game um, and hadn't played since high school. So I think at, th- at least three years, right? And you got to think last year, I have no problem saying this. You had an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach that didn't, and that didn't coach him and wouldn't coach him. So you, so, Again, you talk about Fedoni, think about him. He could have very easily packed this stuff up and probably transferred to the University of Kearney or Northern Iowa or something and be starting. But he chose to stay here and embrace a small percentage of opportunity. Because think when Rule got here, you still had Casey here. Had way more. Because if Casey was still here, he'd yeah, be starting. It wasn't, it wasn't certain he was going anywhere. Well, yeah. And then you had Jeff Sims. Mm-hmm. And then you had, then you had Purdy, over, Purdy him over him too. So... To have that fortitude, that that takes some, that takes some toughness, man. Because that's you know I've been in that position. I you know when I went into my first spring game, <laughs> I looked at the depth chart. You know I'm, you know you know it's funny, Harrison. The depth chart there was like seven of us. I was seven, right? <laughs> but the funny thing about it is I don't know if you ever seen the program when the dude sees his name. I kept looking at one, two, three like there was a misprint, and that was like oh maybe four. And I kept going. I'm like number seven. I re- I will never forget my first spring practice. First padded, first padded practice. I think either whatever or the first week. I think I counted up all the reps I got in team 
you like team settings and it was probably about seven the first practice i think i got two reps i have no problem saying it. i went back to the dorms and i was crying i was like dude i'm, I'm never gonna make it i, I was there like they might send me home i didn't know any i didn't know any different well that that's the error too i mean they had guys well yeah <laughs> so like you, but here's the problem yeah. the two they had yeah, two seniors that left so i was like it's open competition, but they had guys that they, you know, felt more comfortable with, mm -hmm. they, you know, and I was a redshirt freshman and I needed to get in the weight room. I showed up pretty much like malnourished. I was doing everything I could, you know, to get stronger and stuff. But I was like, man, I'm not getting a chance. I ain't never going to play. But then I very easily could have said, okay, I accept it. And just kind of been a guy that just loved the, you know, sweatsuits and steaks or I was like, Hey, listen, man, I, I remember having this conversation with my uncle. He was like, listen, your last name is Foreman. You ain't quitting. And, you know, then I made a play. Then I got, you know, then I got like 12 reps. And then a couple guys were, uh, remember one guy that was way more athletically gifted than me. He got in trouble and, um, with academics. So he couldn't play, he couldn't practice. And another guy hurt, or got hurt. So was, you go from fifth to like fourth or fifth or seventh to fourth to fifth like that. And I've been doing decent. And then once that opportunity, that small little opportunity, kind of like Heinrich Harbor had, then I took, you know, took off with it. And so the rest is history. So, you know, the bye week is huge for a team like this. Um, um, and so if they approach it the same it, it, with the mindset of we did some good things in one, we have a lot to improvement. They'll come out of this bye week, a better team and beat Northwestern. The biggest thing for this team, and this is because it's so new. This is a new team, obviously, right? You're the same players, new team. Um, and the coaching staff is dealing with success and handling this bye week like it's a game week. Have a plan. You just aren't playing on Saturday. There isn't a day off. Now, granted, I'm sure Rule gave him a day or two, day off, in, but it's a work day. It's mm -hmm. work week. This is the season. So you might have a day off. That's it. If you got to go recruit, we got to recruit hard because we got a lot of improvement to do. And then also during here, during this bye week, it's huge for these uh, re the receivers. Mm -hmm. This is this is a game week for you. You should be trying to get all these reps. It's huge for the offensive line. We need more continuity. It might not be as physically pounding. We have got to get better. If they do this, do that during the bye week, it'll set them up for Nebraska success in 2023. Um, you know, for making a bowl game. If they sit back and rest on their laurels like you got everything figured out, well, then you're going to have a lot more questions at the end of the season. So there's a lot on the line with this bye week. Um, I think they'll do it right and as long as they approach it right. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back with a very short segment, I'm going to give my thoughts on the Miami meltdown. Miami meltdown. <laughs> and, it's, and it hits at home. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I grew up in Miami Hurricane household. I love Mario Cristobal. If I don't vote for or I pull for Nebraska every weekend, I pull for Miami as well. That hurt me, man. I didn't realize that. Yeah, <laughs> well, everybody in my family went to Miami besides me. Oh man, yeah. I'm sure your family line was probably blowing up yesterday too. Though. My dad has not returned a text message. He mad. So I'm gonna get my thoughts on that. Uh, Jay Foreman inside the huddle. Brought to you by Advanced Medical Engine. We'll, we'll be right back.